0: live from the journeys group studio this is taking care of business
1: good day this is tommy pay and this is george pay taking care of business today it well this week is the week after thanksgiving yep nice of you to waddle into the studios
2: <laughs> a waddle get it turkey that's gobble no i meant you ate so much yeah, the uh, the ta- your side of the table is actually, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, my side of the table is actually off the ground where you're leaning on it over there from the amount of dressing and turkey that you ate last week. I'm not going to comment on that, Tubby. We're just going to... Um, That's very, very unkind of you right after Thanksgiving. Well,
1: it's before Christmas, though, so I can't get in trouble with Santa Claus.
2: Depends on when you're listening to it. Good point.
1: Yeah. My name is Tommy Pate. I am a certified financial planner with the Journeys
2: Group. And I'm George Pate. I'm also a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group.
1: We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, just outside of Greenville. Our phone number is 252 304 1019. Again, 252 304 1019. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com Website has a variety of financial articles on it that regularly rotate through, so there's always something fresh. <laughs> it also has our contact information and our schedules if you'd like to get an appointment with us. Our physical location, which Hallelujah, praise the Lord! Will, oh my Lord, we finally broke through with the uh, construction. And uh, let me think: has links? Has our upcoming events? The next one is December the 9th What Saturday week? Yep, uh, for the Christmas party. Uh and last but not least it has links to YouTube. Actually not last but not least, next to last but not least. <laughs> it has links to YouTube, Facebook and uh Instagram. And last but not least, there we go. It has a link to our podcast platform where you can hear Taking Care of Business. If you miss a a podcast and want to hear it again for some strange reason, <laughs> that's the place to go or get if it. If they missed it, how could they hear it
2: again? I don't think anybody goes back and ever listens to our episodes more than once. I'm not sure they listen to it once. once. (laughs) What are we talking about today? Well,
1: this week, uh, we've had a lot of conversations recently with with people. um, Yeah, let's face it, the market is not necessarily. For the faint of heart right now. <laughs> it
2: really hasn't been for the past
1: yeah. you know, 12 to 18 months. And we've talked about this topic before, but but people need to hear it. Um, there are two investment strategies when you're investing in the stock market, active, passive. 99% of you that are listening to me, all two of you are in an active market. Now, in an active market, uh, the, 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 the definition literally is, that they are in, they're intended to outperform the market. They're intended to beat the market. Specifically, uh, they're intended to, uh, they're, to, to beat an index like the S&P or the Russell 2000, something like that. All right. Passive markets are intended to match the index. Now, on the surface, it sounds like, well, you'd be crazy to not do active because it's trying to beat the market. The simple fact of the matter is, though, it doesn't happen. Um, there have been three individuals that routinely beat the market over their uh, tenure their c- careers Yeah, yeah. yeah. once dead so we're not going to mention him because you'd have a hard time working with him <laughs> uh, number two is Peter Lynch Peter Lynch started Fidelity Magellan and retired when he was 42 and last is Warren Buffett those are the only three people that have consistently year in year out beat the stock market knowing that Why would you pay an extra fee to someone to perform a task that statistically they can't do? And yet when you do active investing, that's what you've done. When you look at the market as a whole, uh, and and go back over since it started in the early what teens, I think it was,
2: yeah, hundred years ago, maybe. yeah, roughly, okay. yeah, Right further than that, but if, we'll say that.
1: If you go back and look at the stock market is, 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 since day one, uh, it has always been a random beast. Um, it is not um, by the time a a price of a stock changes. Everybody in the world knows it. And what sets the price of a stock are people's desire to buy or sell it. That's simple. It's like a. Uh, it's a. The Wall Street is one big auction. Yeah. If there's, excuse me, there's a hundred thousand shares of ABC stock that have to be sold today. And keep in mind that when a stock is sold, somebody has to buy it. And so, when you sell a stock. If nobody, And this is simplistic, but it's pretty close to being right. That's pretty much what happens. If you sell a stock and nobody wants to buy it, then the people on Wall Street have to keep dropping the price of the stock until somebody buys it. And when that happens, the market closes or that particular stock closes down that day. If you have a stock that a lot of people want to buy, then they'll bid on it. And whoever gets the highest price gets the stock and your stock goes up. It's that simple. Nothing more complicated than that. Um now it's done with computers and done dramatically faster than what I just said, but but yeah, the, the the concept is true. Um because of this, everybody that is bidding or not bidding on your stock has the same data as everybody else. There is no unless you're doing insider trading, which will get you arrested, locked up and go to jail. Unless you're doing inside trading,
2: nobody has an edge over anybody else. Yeah, one of the things I think people don't realize is that if you wake up first thing in the morning and you check the price of a stock, you, ch- you look at the price of ABC Corporation, all right? And ABC Corporation is listed at $50 a share. And ABC Stock released uh, released news this morning that they, bad- they had a bad sales quarter, okay? So – had a bad sales quarter. Stock price should go down. The problem is that when you woke up and read about it, the stock price of $50 a share already reflects that bad sales quarter because of, because of the, the inventions of 24 hour trading, um, how prevalent the internet is and how prevalent information technology is and and how fast information travels. Now nobody has an edge anymore because again, because of 24 hour trading, the information that is disseminated about a company or, or about a stock or whatever is already reflected in the price when the market opens. Um, and so there's, there's no longer this, oh, I'm going to get on top of this before everybody else knows it. Because by the time you've read it, the whole you're 30 seconds behind the rest of the world, so to speak.
1: So when you get a call from a stockbroker and he says, I got a hot tip. If he's got the hot tip, so does every other stockbroker in America unless he or she's doing something illegal that's the only way to beat it uh, and so as george said the price of the stock he's quoting you already already reflects everybody's knowledge of the hot tip now the only way that would work would be if he was the very first part he or she were the very first individual to get the tip and have been disseminated yet
2: but again that's just that's not possible no, yet. Like, uh, it, I mean, yeah like yeah yeah uh not and, anymore, anyway.
1: And so, and, and here's the uh, here's the kicker: when you're investing actively, you're actually paying a fee if, if you're if you're an active mutual fund, and ninety nine percent of you are, you're paying a fee to that fund family, generally about one percent for the fund manager, and his or her job is to buy and sell stocks to get the best return possible for the fund. Now, that sounds very logical. But here's the the facts of the matter. He or she don't have that ability. No one does. If you purchase an investment magazine, um, probably in the December issue, there'll be articles all across the globe that say hottest 25 funds or hottest 25 stocks for 2024 when you get that magazine next year and the hottest 25 funds or 25 stocks for 2025 none of them repeat none of them repeat which means you have to buy and sell every year to keep up with
2: the the hot tips yeah. yeah
1: and of course buying and selling costs money have any of you ever wondered why a you see advertised? You don't see me as much anymore, but you used to be advertised on TD Ameri- uh, TD Ameritrade, on TV,
2: but <laughs> <that, laughs> like for somebody like TD Ameritrade, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that they would do your sell for eight dollars, they'll do your stock trade for five dollars, and you've never wondered how do they do that? Because they're not making money off the trade, they're not making any money off commission. They're making money off the activity on Wall Street. Uh, now, let's combine let's compare that with so so why stay away from active from active marketing? Well, first of all, doesn't work. Uh, B, it's expensive. There are several layers of people that have to be paid for that system to function. Now, compare that to passive investments, which are designed not to beat the the performance of an index, but to match it. Why are we matching and not beating? Well, we know from statistical data, you cannot beat it, the market routinely. Every now and then you might look out, but by and large, you can't beat it. Passive funds, because they have much less um, moving parts on Wall Street, are substantially cheaper than active funds. And by substantially cheaper, I mean a difference of two or three hundred percent difference. <laughs> Act, a normal uh, active fund, you're going to be paying two and a half, three 3% in fees. And when you call your stockbroker, he or she's going to say, You're only paying me 1%. And that's true.
2: That's true. You're only paying your person 1%. Yeah, you're paying
1: him 1%. Her one said, We had a case last week that drove Mr. Pay here insane uh, because this uh, potential client was paying three and a half percent in fees. And her stockbroker, insisted that he was only getting paid one percent which was an accurate statement but the firm he worked for got the other two and a half percent um <laughs> nevertheless so you got to remember that if you put a hundred bucks into an active account there's about 97 to 98 dollars going to work for
2: you the rest is a is a fee well and not only that you know typically when you have an active account like that when the money goes into the account there's a commission taken off the top. So instead of you putting a hundred dollars in only 95 actually goes to work. And so you get a ding right off the bat and then you have those two and a half, three 3% a year fees that are coming in. And what that means is that your portfolio has to perform, has to return two and a half or 3% just to break even. I mean, so you're already starting down and you've got a long way to come back up just to break even.
1: Yeah. let Let's do an apples-apples comparison, all right? This example we're talking about, the the stockbroker was being paid 1%, all right? At the journey's group, we charge 1%. So let's take the fee out that the entity or the individual gets paid. Take that out, all right? The stockbroker's firm still is going to be collecting one5 to 2% in fees for an active-managed fund. Active managed fund for our active managed fund the only people to get paid beyond us is wall street and they get paid point one four percent now a lot of you are going okay big deal two percent point one four percent so what take that two percent or take that one point eight six percent difference if you want to <laughs> do heavy math here and figure out the compound interest on that over a period of 20 or 30 years and you're, it's costing you fifty to hundred thousand dollars in fees. And you're paying this fee for an activity that doesn't work.
2: Well not only that not only it doesn't work, it can't be done. It can't be done on a regular basis that either, you know, they're they're promising to beat the market on a regular basis, and nobody can do that with 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 consistency I should say
1: and and by us saying nobody can do it i mean the bottom line here is nobody that knows it, 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 the statistical data is there i mean we're, we're not talking this is not an opinion this is go back and 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 read some of the some of the statistical data all right let us go over the pros and cons of active investing active funds are run by human portfolio managers all right some specialize in picking individual stocks Other focus on sectors or industries they think will do well. Now, most active fund portfolio managers have a team of human analysts that are just doing extensive research. The idea behind an actively managed fund, and the concept is really good, is that ordinary investors hire professional stock pickers to buy and sell their money, to manage their money. And when things go well, an actively managed fund can deliver a performance that beat the market over time, even after their fees are paid. But here's the problem. There's no guarantee an active fund will be able to develop index beating performances. Let me quote. This is out of The Motley Fool. Research show that relatively few active funds are able to outperform the market in part because of their higher fees. The problem is not enough to just beat the index. The manager has to beat the index by at least enough. To pay the funds expenses and this is a big challenge over the last five years almost 81 percent of active funds underperformed their benchmarks now when it goes well it hits the home run but when it doesn't it lacks and either way you're paying more for that opportunity Now, let's talk about passive investing, pros and cons of passive investing. And by the way, in case you hadn't picked up on this, the Jarns Group does nothing about passive investing. You probably figured that out. (laughs) Um, uh, Passive index funds are structured to to replicate a given index. That means they get all the upside or the downside when the index rises or falls. As the name implies, they don't have human managers making decisions about buying and selling, and with no... Managers to pay, passive funds generally have very low fees. Again, 0.14%. The average expense of an actively managed equity fund, and this is just the fund expense, not what they're paying people, is 0.76%. The average expense ratio of a passive, 0.08%. Now, that doesn't suck a whole lot. Let's say you put $10,000 each of these funds. One has a fee of .08. The other has an annual fee of .76. If both return 5% annually for 10 years, the passive fund would be worth $1,000 more
2: than the active because so that, of the fees. So, 10% higher return than what you put in to start off with as compared to the active.
1: So, Here's the bottom line. Why would you knowingly uh, invest a certain way that statistical data says 81% of the time doesn't work and it costs you more? When you go to, uh, let's say, buy a, a car, let's say you're going to buy a car, and the dealership has two cars, One's $60,000, and one's $40,000. And he says to you, this this $60,000 car is a better car 19% of the time than that $40,000 car. Would you buy the $60,000 car? No. And yet, that's what you're doing when you actively invest. That's what you're doing when you actively invest. Passive investing is used by all the major entities out there for themselves. If you purchase a investment from the many various and sundry broker dealers that are out there, Edward Jones, uh, Merle Truist Lynch. Wealth Management, Merrill Lynch, yeah, all them, you're going to buy an active investment. If they are buying an investment for themselves, they're buying a passive investment. These passive investments are called institutional funds because institutions buy them. And why do they buy them? Because they ain't going to pay the fees. It would be different if you paid the fees and it routinely beat. But we've already said the statistical data is 81% of the time it doesn't beat the market. So you're paying two or three times the amount of fees you have to pay for a strategy that only works 19% of the time now i ain't genius by no means <laughs> but if something works 19 of the time that's less than one out of five
2: times the, them odds ain't great no and i'd rather the, the thing about passive investing passive investing is very boring you, you'll often hear it associated with what's called a buy and hold strategy where you buy an investment and just hold it it's very boring it's very vanilla um but it works. The the whole idea behind passive investing, you made the analogy earlier that when active investing works, it's like hitting a home run. All right. Passive investing is about hitting singles and doubles. All right. You're just you're trying to get on base. You're trying to match what the market is doing instead of knocking it out of the park. Again, it's very boring, but it works. It, you know, if if you can average seven or eight percent over your lifetime instead of shooting for 13 or 14 and risk losing, I'll take the 7 or 8% over my lifetime any day of the week, no matter how boring it is. Um, This idea of passive investing was introduced back in the 50s by a guy named Harry Markowitz. And this is more information than you want to know. But his theories were so groundbreaking that it took about 30 years for computers to be able to prove it. And to this day, the defenders of active investing are still trying to prove him wrong. For, and, for and what,
1: he by the way has won two nobel prizes in economics
2: yeah for for 70 years they've been trying to prove him what he's saying wrong and um it hadn't worked because they, they they just they can't prove it well the other thing to think about
1: too is that um you know the obvious question would be if it doesn't work why do um firms recommend it and the the answer is it pays more. It's that simple. Uh, it has a higher payout. Um, but that remember that a higher payout comes from your money. Now, George and I, because of what we do for a living, we can invest any way we want to with no fees. We don't get charged anything. No commission, yep. No nothing. Yep. Yeah. So, obviously, if no fees are involved, if active is better, why we take the fees out. Yeah. Why wouldn't we do it that way? Because, as I mentioned, it's better one time out of five. I'm going with the other 81%. Yeah. Yeah. If you have questions about this, give us a call at 252 304 1019. 252 304 1019. What I want you to think about is when you, oh, yeah, let's put it this way. When you talk to your stockbroker or your whoever your person may be, and they're going to tell you this isn't true, okay. Or do the research yourself. Look it up. Google active versus passive investments. Read all the all the articles yourself. The vast majority of the stockbrokers out there don't uh, are, are taught how to sell. That's their job is to sell. Their job is is to um, help you buy and sell stocks. Our job as financial planners is to help you reach your end goal. But when you question this, they're going to get very indignant, and they're going to tell you this is crazy, not true at all. Do your homework before you have the conversation, if you do. Matter of fact, the sad thing is if you do your homework before you have the conversation, you'll know more about it than they will.
2: Because again, the vast majority of them don't know about it. They're just there to to sell stuff. Yeah, and the the, the information on the fees is is out there. I mean you gotta you gotta go look for it. Uh but it's publicly available. You know, if you want to find out what um um any of the broker dealers' fees are, it's out there. If you want to look at the fund fees, all you got to do is punch in the the symbol for the fund and go to. Um, I think Morningstar and BlackRock both have a I think Morningstar is who I usually use. They've got a website that's dedicated to all of the mutual funds that are out there that will tell you what the expense ratio of the fund is. Um, again, all of the big companies will have a uh, something on their website that talks about what their fees are. You know, and it's out there. You just you got to like I said, you got to dig for it. They're not going to make it readily available, but it's there and uh, ask your person about it you know and and have that information and look at them and say, "Okay, this is what I this is what I found this is what you're telling me. help me understand this and like you well, said, yeah, why
1: well, is what you're telling me different from what the statistical data shows
2: yeah and 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 like you said, uh a lot of people are not going to know what to say um it, this is purely a numbers game this comes down to. Again, when you compare active versus passive, an active portfolio has to perform two and a half or three percent, or you know one and a half to two percent higher than a passive fund, just to break even with us. You know, if 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 we earn uh, like if a, if a passive fund with us earns seven percent, all right, after our fee, it's uh, what five point eight six percent for the year, okay, and the same active fund earns seven percent. They're at five and a half percent on the low end, four percent on the the high end. I'm sorry, four and a half percent on the high end, four percent on the low end. So they're they're already behind because of the fees. That's what holds people's returns back is just the is it not primarily the fees. How much you're paying for whatever investment that you're in. Yeah. We talked about this before. The best thing to do is get a good quality investment and don't move it, don't change it.
1: So again, you want to talk about this? Be glad to have a discussion with you. Two five two three zero four one zero one nine bottom line is the data doesn't match up what you're being told and the firms that are telling you to buy this stuff are not buying it for themselves they're
2: buying the passive yeah and 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 that that ought to be a big uh big question right there it's like a
1: chevrolet dealership only driving a ford yeah
2: it's like if if uh if it's good enough for me why is it not good enough for you why why would you not be in the same thing that i'm in Unless there's something that's unless there's something better out there. Mm-hmm. You know? It's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, it's not kind of funny. It's kind of tragic. Tra- tragic <laughs> is a is a much better word. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good, what is it? Good for good for uh good for thee, not for me. Is that the is that the saying? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway. Hear the music in my air. We appreciate you letting us chat with you today and uh look forward to visiting with you next week. And again, be glad to have a conversation with anybody about this. Until then, have a great week. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate taking care of business.